Ciao, Bella. I am Ronnie and Ryan, love and cosmic coach, and this is the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. We'll talk about a magical mix of mystical methods, including everything that works to live your best life, grow spiritually, and maybe find love. Open your heart, expand your mind, and connect with spirit. Tune into the magic that is all around you. If you enjoy the show, please give it a thumbs up or write a glowing review and click the bell to subscribe so you'll know when the next episode is available. I offer listeners cosmic coaching and guidance for your spiritual path, psychic, intuitive, or card readings, or learn about your past lives and how they influence your life today with an Akashic Records reading. Learn more at nevertoolate.biz. May good fortune and magic come to all those who listen to the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. And now, on with the show. In this episode of the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast, I'm speaking with Vicki Dello Joyo. Drawing on decades of theater performance and directing experience and lifelong study of martial arts, Vicki stands apart from other trainers by focusing on the crafting of the stories her clients tell and the energy behind how they deliver their messages so their audiences can feel and remember them forever. She is a Qigong master teacher, and she says the energy you bring is the ingredient that matters most. Welcome, Vicki. Well, thank you so much. It's so good to be here with you, Ronnie. Let's start with the Qigong. So how did you get started and how did you get to be a master? Oh, well, I probably would start by saying I don't call myself a Qigong master, but I am a master teacher in the sense that I teach teachers and I've been doing this for about 50 years now. Qigong masters are actually uh, generally tend to be from China and they tend to have a kind of rigorous training that I don't claim to, or they tend to have um, pretty extraordinary stories. Although I think my story is extraordinary too. I have a lot of students who call me a master, but that makes me feel shy. <laughs> but I, what I do know I'm very good at is I know how to teach people how to work with their energy in a really good way. And how I started, I began doing martial arts when I was a kid because I grew up in New York City, very what you see is what you get. Very practical, very down to earth, not at all bending towards that spiritual light. My parents were not spiritual in any way or religious in any way. I was always sort of drawn to being out in the night sky, drawn to what is out there, what is bigger than me. But I began doing the martial arts because I really felt like I wanted to kind of kick through my obstacles and get where I wanted to go and, and learn self-defense. And in fact, I started studying something called Kajakembo, which is a martial art for defense, and uh, did that for many years until a point where I got uh, basically a message saying it's time to focus on the inner part of what this energy stuff is, not just on how you can use it to break a board or to defend yourself or to harm somebody else, which I really didn't want to do. So that was really how I started. That is so interesting that you say that and that that's how the shift came because it's funny. I have a client who's an attorney and we're really doing love coaching, but we're also doing spiritual coaching. So she's a litigator and being at court, she's kind of a warrior. What's happening for her is so interesting. It said to her that it was time to learn to how to put the shield and the sword down time for her to learn how to 
deflect the energy by using her feminine energy rather than her warrior masculine energy. So that's so interesting to me that you got that message because it feels like it has a similar something to it, you know, that that there can be a point in time in our lives where instead of continuing to spar, we learn how to come at it from another angle, right? Exactly. Exactly. I love that you, I love how you put it for your client. It's interesting. I have a attorney client also working in some of the same ways where we're working a lot around how to, how does she ground her energy? She just had to present recently in front of the Supreme Court of Canada and how, how, what did she need to do internally in terms of who she was, as well as how she projected that energy. Because in Qigong, there's a concept called Wei Qi, which has to do with externalized energy. In Chinese medicine, it has to do with what protects us against pathogens and allergens or things that like that. In the, the Qigong concept, it's really about that sense of going into a place of, I think of as I am, as opposed to you can't, or you must. So it's, it's not directing, like trying to control others. It's that power within concept. And I really first came in touch with it when I was studying Kajikembo and I would have been fighting a lot with my partner at home. And for some reason, our teacher, we were both training at the same school and our teacher would pit us against each other in the school. So we were sparring in the school and then we were coming home and screaming and yelling at each other. And I, one day was walking home from the subway. I said, I don't want to do this anymore. I feel like I want to just change how I, I want to stop hurting people. I want to stop being hurt. I want to figure out some other way. And when I got home, I got a phone call from somebody who was a Qigong master. And she said, you know, Vicki, I've been thinking about your work and how you're doing. And I think you need to stop doing the external arts and start doing Qigong because I think you need to develop a little bit more in that, that inner place. That was part of what happened. But what, while I was on walking on my way home from, from that subway, I had the situation where a, a guy walked around the corner and I had started to get into martial arts Partly, like I said, to kick through obstacles, but partly because I had had some street encounters where I had gotten beaten up for being queer. And I was very sensitized to when somebody you know, had a certain type of energy, which now sure. I know is called their Wei Chi field. And when he walked up to me, he tried to grab me and his hand bounced about a foot away from contact with my body. And he walked away looking at his hand and then looking at me and looking at his hand. So I knew he hadn't missed, but that he had actually felt something. And that's when I started to really develop this sense of what does it mean to exude that power from within, which you're talking about, I think, when you say feminine energy for your client, you know, to put down the, the shield and the, and the sword and to have that sense of really that internal power that becomes in its own way resilient right? Yeah. He, he bounced off of it. And I, I didn't know what that was at the time. I mean, I had specific things that I did instinctively, physically. I didn't go into a fighting stance. I didn't try to kick and punch him. I just started to straighten my spine. And I started to learn like this started to open up this field that then since then I've studied quite a lot because it's wow. fascinating to me. That is fascinating. So tell me, how does that impact people on a regular basis, like people who learn this skill and they learn to be clear and come from within and straighten their spine, like you said, and kind of emit that energy. What does that look like? How do they use it? What does that mean for the everyday person? Yeah, well, I think it's really core because when I think about just sort of our everyday lives, how do we tap into our guidance? How do we tap into making the choices that are best and healthiest for us? How do we direct our attention in the ways that is going to best serve ourselves and serve the people that we want to serve? That all comes from this 
sort of internal part that allows us to exude that Wei Qi. So when I say standing tall, if you just imagine if you sit in such a way that there's space between each one of your vertebrae, that starts to unite in Qigong what's called heaven and earth, so that we're, we're working with three levels, heaven, human, and earth. And heaven has to do with our vision. For example, if somebody is writing something like an email that feels difficult and they're feeling really stuck, there's certain movements they can do that can activate that field called the heaven energy, which has to do with inspiration, with guidance, with that sense of perspective or ideas or creative concepts. It sort of takes us out of that fight flight place and into a place where we can go into creative problem solving. And sometimes all it takes is just sitting tall and sometimes it takes doing a little bit more too or the earth realm has to do with what you know what are the steps we take what what how do we move from one thing to another what is it what does it take for us to get from here to there you have a goal how do you get to that goal what are the steps that you're going to take and then the human realm of discernment of how do you take that wisdom and start to weed out what serves you what doesn't what you want to use what you don't how you're interacting with the world around you that that's a, a very brief overview of how i think of these three different when i think of them as realms of consciousness it sounds like that would take a while to learn and utilize. You know, it's one of those things that when you first learn it, I mean, I have people who benefit from it after the very first lesson. And it's just so the longer you don't go, the deeper it feels and the more readily accessible. But sometimes it's nothing more, like I said, than even if you don't know anything about chi or energy, how that travels and you don't need to, just if you, if you stand tall, just notice how you feel. Like if you start to just drop your head down or shrink your spine a little bit, it's like your energy gets more compressed. It gets more stagnant. It gets more stuck. And in, at least in Chinese medicine, as well as a lot of allopathic medicine, everything depends on flow, right? Microcirculation in allopathic medicine is responsible for 90% of what creates health or illness. So when we start to allow for flow in our bodies, and again, just having that postural shift, which it can be very subtle, but it needs to be intentional. I was just the other day out in the garden with my partner and she was doing something and I said, stand tall. And all of a sudden she stood tall and her back pain went away and she had some numbness in her leg and that went away. So it's amazing how it can really just shift things. So it can be physiological. It can be in your heart in terms of how you feel about something or about how you're thinking about it. I do spend a lot of time trying to remind myself to sit up straight. Put your shoulders back. <laughs> so and when you do that, what, what is it that makes you think to do that? Why do you do it? And what, what makes you think to do it? Well, I don't want to be a hunched over old lady. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> a good start. <laughs> so I think put your shoulders back and, and, you know, good posture is definitely better for your body. That's how I was thinking about it. So when you were talking about, you know, you don't want to be an old lady and you want to sit tall because you, you don't want to feel hunched over and you know it's better for your health. What I also want to say is if you think about looking at somebody and you see them sort of standing tall, not pushing forward, not aggressive, but really in themselves, don't you feel more drawn to them than if they're sort of shrunken down? And yes, it definitely looks like more confidence in terms of body language, for sure. And I'm already very short. So I don't want to be hunching and make myself shorter because I'm already like five feet <laughs> tall, you know? So I have to be as big as I can. That, you know, yeah. Occupy space and take up space. And especially in the car too, it's easy to not sit up straight, but that's another place where I do that. 
Well, I was just going to say it's very easy when we're like at the computer too. Like, I mean, I, oh, I yes. find myself hunching at the computer and I have to constantly remind myself that when I, when I sit tall, it not only helps me feel better about myself and feel more confident, but it also allows me to, it, it feels like I have more access to me. I don't feel like I have the same huh. access when I'm cr- crunched down. It's like when I'm up and out, it feels like I have more access to my ideas, to my thoughts, to my, my train of thought or my new ideas that might spring forward. Well, that's kind of cool. You teach this Qigong to people in classes. Do you work with them like a coach as well? Do you talk about all the different aspects of how this works in their life? How does it work? Yes, I do work as a coach. I work with private clients a lot. Like I said, I was working with this attorney who was oh, that's right. preparing for the Supreme Court. And we were working really a lot on having her move into a physiological state that would support the level of stress that this particular case and circumstance required because it was a social justice issue. Every every single one of her colleagues said, there's no way you can win this. This is great that you're doing it. It's an important case, but it's not going to win. All of these experts had this message for her to really work with her on how was she going to respond to questions? How was she, how was she going to make the points? What were the points that were most important to make? This had to do with Qigong training. It's not that she's a Qigong expert herself. She's done some Qigong with me, but it's, I'm really sort of taking some of these concepts and then just looking at how to apply them in real life or in business or in any circumstance. But just to sort of put an addendum on that story, I was able to watch it. First of all, I was able to watch it, watch it because they live stream the Supreme Court of Canada, which was fascinating. So I got to watch her do her presentation. Uh, they expected the justices to go out for 15 minutes, come back with their decision, which everyone said was going to be no. They came back and the court was split. They're going to take another six months to decide what to do. So this to me was a huge win because yeah. basically what she do, did was she brought people to think in a way that they weren't thinking before. Yeah. That me comes from the sense of how she presented both the content and also the ways in which she was able to very skillfully be in the face of, I would say, even demeaning or diminishing questions in tons of interruptions where she just ended up looking at least like she was unscathed. She would take in the the question, she would answer it graciously, she would steer it back to the the point that she wanted to make. It was incredible to watch. So it was really watching how she could navigate obstacles and turn them into the direction that she wanted to go. So I work with clients, a lot of clients, and that could be anyone from people who are in business all the way to people who are just looking at how to communicate better with their grandkids or who are looking at how to tell a story as a storyteller or that kind of thing. And then I teach Qigong classes. I teach them mostly online these days since the pandemic. I, of course, I taught a lot of live classes before yeah. that. So I teach workshops and classes, that kind of thing. You know, it's so funny because I was a member of the National Speakers Association for probably about seven years. I actually, that was one of the best organizations I ever belonged to because you could hobnob with people who were making ten dollars and $12,000 per speech. So they were very successful and learn where there's not that many places you can interact with people who are way beyond your own level, you know, and they were friendly and willing. I did a presentation and they were going to grade me and give me feedback. So the guy said, you know, you did everything wrong. You were all over. You you kept moving. You weren't looking in one place. You were, you know, you did this, you did that. He goes, 
but it was all very effective. <laughs> I just cracked up because the idea that I did everything wrong, but it was very effective. All you can do is laugh, you know, all you can do is laugh. I guess I had some natural ability in front of people, but I was, it's really hilarious. Tell me what the difference is between Qigong and Tai Chi. Tai Chi is, there's a lot of different debates about this, but what I would believe is that Tai Chi is one style of Qigong. Qigong is a word is a name for a broad breadth of practices. So it's a word like dance. So if I say I teach dance, well, okay, is it Alvadelli? Is it tap? Is it ballet? Is it Martha Graham technique? Is it Bollywood? You know, what kind of dance is it? So in the same way, Qigong has many different subcategories um, and styles that are everything from martial and fighting type forms all the way to inner meditation. Now, Tai Chi is one of those branches off of Qigong. um, And it in itself has um, some parts that are more martial oriented, more fighting form oriented and others that are sort of more considered moving meditation. Qigong is basically a word that came up in the, I think they, most people say in the 50s in China to kind of cover all of these different techniques that work with breath, with m- movement of chi or energy intentionally in the same way acupuncture or acupressure does and with visualization. So bringing those three those things together in a myriad of different styles, there's over 6,000 exercises that get called Qigong. So I could say, you know, somebody could take Qigong with me for seven years and then go meet somebody else and do an entirely different series and movements. But a lot of what brings them together is that there's Taoist teachings in the base of them, and they work with these three realms of heaven, human, and earth, or Shen, Qi, and Jing. I think of Tai Chi as basically a human realm form because it's really about how it interacts with other people. There are forms of, of Tai Chi where you're doing push hands, something called push hands, or Bakwa where you're actually doing movement with other people. Qigong is more solitary. It, it tends to be more oh. something that you're just doing for yourself as you're building your health, but it's working with integrating heaven, at, uh, inspiration, human interaction and connection and earth walking your talk, what are you actually doing with all that stuff? (laughs) Okay, excellent. You say, meditate this, transformation in a New York minute, embodied spiritual fitness for a joy-fueled life. Tell me about the joy-fueled life. Over the years of practice, I started to think about joy as a fuel, as something, joy in Qigong lives in the heart. And so joy can be a fuel for our life. I think a lot of people think about joy as, you know, if I have the right partner, if I have the right house, if I have enough money, if I have a good job, then I get to feel joy. But I'm saying it's, I think it's a birthright. I think it's something that we're born with that if, you know, I mean, it gets damaged or harmed as we get older, it can, you know, through abuse, neglect or whatever things can happen that tamper that joy or push it down. But I think it's a life force that we can tap into anytime we want. And to remember, it is a birthright that we can really go into it. Now, I want to be really clear when I say joy, I don't mean happiness. I'm not talking about always being everything's fine all the time, go with the flow. That's not what I mean. I'm really talking about joy as a container for all other emotions, including anger and sadness and various types of feelings that a lot of people think take away joy, but I think that they happen within the context of joy. So like if you go to a funeral, for instance, if you've ever gone to a memorial where you've, where, where at some point people just start laughing and remembering that person out of love and, and there's a joyful sense of having known that person, that the grief is happening within the context of the joy that that person had or brought okay. to you. Well, that's a good example. Thank you. Because I was like, hmm, 
hmm, how does that work about the container? But now I understand. So like at my mom's funeral, my whole family ended up saying something. So in my part of the eulogy, I, I definitely made people laugh. Such a gift because it allows that it to move in the same way tears do. It, it, it allows something to move in you. And so bringing that laughter reminded people of the joy of having known your mom and what that what she might have meant to each of them. And, and it's, oh, yeah, that sounds like her. Oh, yeah, I can imagine her doing that. Yeah. But the same thing can go for anger, right? That a lot of times anger has to do with a defensiveness or a part that's, that's trying to reclaim our joy. And for whatever reason, we don't feel able to. So it, it all feels like it's in a context of joy. And here's another secret, Ronnie, that I just need to tell you, which is my name is Victoria Dello Gioio, which is a t- an Italian name, and it basically means victory of joy. And I had to ask, <laughs> I had to ask myself at one point, what is it? What is victory of joy? What would that look like? What could that possibly mean? And so that's also part of, you know, it's sort of my system. Way of Joy is my system of Qigong. It's a hybrid system. I've, I've studied many, many forms over the years, and I've taken wow. from them or drawn from them my own particular understanding and then brought them together in a particular system that I have then have created so that I could say I'm a master teacher of that because I actually created these concepts of, of how to look at what does heaven, human, and earth mean. That's pretty amazing. I love that about your name, Victoria Dello Joya. When I started this podcast, I wasn't sure I wanted to be out about all my spiritual woo-woo stuff. So that's why <laughs> I, I gave myself the name Oceana Fortuna. And uh, <laughs> because I'm not Italian, but I, I just loved that, the sound of that. And I love the ocean and whatever. So I'm like, and I love the idea of fortunate. So that's so funny. And your name actually has meaning. So good for you. So here's one more question. What are some embodied tools we can use to amplify the power of our presence while still honoring the shy self? There's a couple of things that I could say that I love that question. Thank you. I think that one of the things that people can do right away is to, especially if you're feeling shy, but you need to come forward and come out more for some reason. Like, I think we're living in days right now where it's really important for women, especially to be able to speak our truth, to be able to come forward with who we truly are um, and what, what matters to us and what our own agendas are or our own decisions are for ourselves. So sometimes, especially because so many women are trained to be good girls and to shy and all of that stuff. If you can put your hands just on your heart, but one hand over the other, right over your sternum, I don't mean the, the organ of the heart, which is on the left, but the center of your chest, which is in yoga and qigong is, is an energy center. Um, that's also where your immune system lies, which is interesting because it relates to your Wei Qi. So your thymus gland is there. So if you just circle your hands over your chest and you go into a place of just remembering love is telling heart telling you to do. As you're circling your hands over your heart, it to go into the why something matters to you. What is it that is important that you want to bring forward? Why do you care? What is it that you want others to know? What is it that you feel like is maybe a message that you have? Who are you wanting to be in any given moment? Just to, as you circle your hands over your heart, you're warming that heart chakra, which is that part that starts to emanate out this way chi, which has to do with that type of field that, for example, that guy who tried to grab me and it bounced off of something, that's a true physiological field. It's not, I come from a background where woo-woo who never, whose feet never touched the ground. And, you know, it's like I became my own worst fear because now I teach all this stuff about energy. But just coming back to this, being able to go into, into that sense of being deep into your heart 
and at the same time to lift the crown of your head and lengthen the back of your neck. Now, when you lift the crown, the very top of your head and lengthen the back of your neck, your chin will drop a little bit. And that opens up a, like a, a channel between your wisdom in your head in your heart, which is your love and the source of your joy. And then to feel your sits bones connected to your heels, whether you're seated or standing, that you have a sense that there's this alignment, ver vertical alignment that allows you to move into a sense of neutral compassion so that when you express yourself, you're honoring and taking care of that inner, maybe in more introverted or shy self, but you're coming from a place that again is accessing that inner power because it's working with both the resources of the heaven realm, your wisdom, and the, and the earth realm, which is your power, your sense of empowerment, your sense of confidence, having a leg to stand on. Mm. So have you ever heard of Donna Eden's energy medicine? No, I haven't. So she talks about the thymus thump, where you take your knuckles from your hand and you gently thump on the breastbone. Uh -huh. And she says that a calming method to when you hit the thymus, it's supposed to calm your nervous system down. Right. It moves you into parasympathetic. It, it's, a, it's actually a Qigong exercise also, not that it belongs to Qigong, but it's just, it is a Qigong also that you just tap around your thymus gland. It just helps to bring everything, everything that might be more in the fight or flight place into a place of more centered being. And that almost sounds like it actually, if your energy is running loose and all over the place, when you do that thumping, you actually bring it back all into alignment. That's what I'm seeing energetically from what you're talking about. That it bingo. That's exactly open. right. Yeah. Oh, that is that's very very cool. Yes. The most important thing from what I'm gathering that you're saying is when you feel nervous, or when you have to make a good impression or get your point across. What you're saying is when nobody's looking at you, activate the thymus, stand up tall, make sure your head is up straight, think about your crown, and you will be in your power. And ground through your feet. Ground through your feet. Yes. So that, so, well, if you're grounding through your feet and connecting with your crown, you're getting, that's how you're getting the heaven and earth, right? That's right. Okay. So and you're I'm also getting that good, that good posture or old yeah. lady be gone. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, <laughs> Right. You're, you're looking strong. It's like, you know, you have to laugh, but there's a lot of people who talk about Wonder Woman stance. Yes. And I just told somebody about that yesterday. I was uh, actually doing a psychic reading for her and she was telling me that she's nervous because she, things are con you know, connecting with her in her sleep. And I said to her, you have to remember you're in charge. So when you wake up in the morning, stand in that Wonder Woman stance with your feet apart at shoulder width and your hands on your hips. And remember, who's in charge? You are. I, lo I love that. I, that I, I, yes. And, and I think as an Amy Covey, who was who's also has people do that as speakers and stuff. It's, I think it's yeah. it's really powerful because our bodies, you know, how we hold our bodies informs so much of how we feel and and how we feel informs how much of what we think and how, you know, and also what we do, how, yeah. how we appear. Yeah. So I, I love that advice. You have a lucky client. <laughs> <laughs> You're very kind. Thank you. Well, anything, any last pieces of wisdom you want to share before we wrap up today, Vicki, because this has been wonderful. Well, it's been a joy to be with you, Ronnie. Thank you so much for the opportunity to talk with you and to hear a little bit about the, the great work that you're doing. And what I just want your listeners to know is that it doesn't have to be difficult. Summoning that 
sense of energy to be able to get done what you want to get done, whether it's getting through a long day of stuff or whether it's doing something that feels really risky in life. Sometimes all it's going to take is standing tall, feeling your heart. And the third thing I would just add is remembering to breathe, right? To let yourself breathe. And the more you can breathe, you know, go into a deep, you know, maybe take seven long, deep breaths, slow, deep, even breaths. Sometimes even that will bring you back to center and it's going to make you much more resourceful. A lot of times, those of us who are very busy think, oh, I don't have time to bother with seven breaths, but you'd be amazed how that time can be elastic. It can speed up or slow down. Give yourself that gift so that you can really uh, keep yourself in, in your own best health so that you can best be part of what we're building in a world together. Oh, that is such a beautiful message. Thank you so much. Do you have any videos or anything people can watch that I can tell them about? Yeah, if they go to my website, they can see lots of videos there. Vicki Dello Joyo, and it will be in this show notes, connect with Vicki, and I hope you do. Thanks again, Vicki. This was wonderful. It's a joy to, to, to connect with you, Ronnie. Thank you so much. This is Ronnie and Ryan, love and cosmic coach, thanking you for listening today. If you'd like cosmic coaching and guidance for your spiritual path, a psychic, intuitive, or card reading, or to learn about your past lives and how they influence your life today with an Akashic Records reading, please visit nevertolate.biz. If you like this episode, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe and share it with someone that you love. I'll have more about love and magic next time. Until then, this is Ronnie and Ryan hoping... You make the most of the love and magic that always surrounds you.